0: They talking all
1: of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talkin' all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Aylerloy. I'm joining my best friend, X2 Flyer Sherman. Bicky, how you doing, my guy?
0: My bestie, I am doing fabulous. How
1: about you? I'm doing better. I'm doing better. I'm awake now, so I'm 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 ready to go. In a day. Glad to be rocking and rolling with you again. Sure. Same, likewise. All right, guys. So, as always, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and Ringside Collectibles. Use promo code MMAN to save 10% off your order. So, uh, you want to touch on this before we actually get started into the advertised content? That looks very nice, by the way. I'm glad you got that in your hands. That Ultimate uh, Raids of Ramon that you. F- target?
0: Yep. Chase. 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 Yeah, tar- steal a target. I finesse the system one more time.
1: Well, I'm not going to ask how, but I'm glad you got it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm glad you got that in hand so um before we get into backlash we had a couple things happen with aw dynamite i know that you specifically wanted to discuss i just saw the spoiler but i'm sure you can go into more detail yeah. than i can so go on ahead before we get started
0: so so if you're listening to this fresh as posted on thursday i mean we are recording immediately after dynamite just ended and um as we're getting into the weekend a lot of stuff going on but great episode of dynamite i mean um uh, Raw is trying to deliver, starting this world championship tournament. SmackDown is going to be doing the, the same thing on Friday, continuing the tournament with the opening round and the semifinals. So Dynamite, we had a banger. I mean, we essentially had a free pay-per-view. We had a main event. We had John Moxley versus Kenny Omega during this blood feud in a steel cage match. Uh, this is maybe the fifth AEW steel cage match. And the great thing I love about this match two former world champions going one-on-one that these guys really since the ending, the finale of the first ever AEW show, Double or Nothing in 2019, these two have really been linked. It was Kenny Omega who beat Jon Moxley to end his first world title reign. Um, They had the first, or was it the second? I think they were the first unsanctioned match ever, the Lights Out match. Um, They've had four different singles match. They're both part of factions. Great match. Uh, I'll get right back to that match, but, um, it was cool. They did, they did, uh, they opened tonight's dynamite with a new match. Uh, It was actually two new matches. We had a double jeopardy. I don't know if the different, any uh, other companies have used this, but you had the ring of honor, world champion, uh, Claudio facing Ray Phoenix, um, who's one half of the world tag ring of honor, world tag champions. If, Ray Phoenix wins. He, he gets a shot at the Ring of Honor world title. Claudio wins. Him and another member of the BCC gets a challenge for the Ring of Honor world tag titles. That was cool. Um, Claudio goes over. The House of Black defends the, their trios tag titles, but they got this new gimmick now where they do it with the lights out, darker area. Um, 20 count for, to be counted out. Uh, no DQ. And then the challenger gets to make one rule. So Bandito and the Best Friends Challenge, and they, they just basically ruled Julia Hart out that she could not be out there. The rule was no witches by ringside. Um, another fun match. There was a couple other things going on in the show, a couple other storylines building up towards Dynamite. Uh, we did talk about it last week. You know, we, we got it official. It will be the Four Pillars. Um, Fatal Four Way going into AEW Dynamite. There's just some promos throughout the show, some really good promos. One, I do got to go. MJF had his first promo and we had a CM Punk cameo. Really? And, uh CM Punk scene uh where they did highlights, several highlights from their matches. Oh okay. And then and then MJF when he's talking <clears throat> about everyone he's beaten, he did go he said I've beaten John Moxley, I've beaten Brian Danielson, I've beaten CM Punk. And you could hear the reaction in the crowd from, like the kind of almost more of just a gas not just people chanting his name for it um the other huge thing before i get to the main event um we saw miro backstage and when renee tried to ask what are you doing here he just what went into tk's office segments later renee was trying to see what's going on in tk's office here comes thunder rosa she's like seems like a good day to go go talk to the boss. she goes back there Segments later, you see TK make an announcement. He says next week we're in Dynamite. He's going to have a huge announcement that's going to change. because It seems like we got so much. Uh, He's alluding to the new Saturday show, which is coming up. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that's going to be announced. Maybe he'll be talking about Punk then. It's going to be huge. Obviously, I think with just that that little segment there, a lot of people are going to tune in. Um, Getting into the main event, grueling, hardcore-style cage match. Um, they they brawl on the stage before they get in the, the cage. Uh, you know Danielson or in commentary. Wheeler and Claudio battle with the Bucks. I'm anticipating this is gonna be where we got Hangman coming back. Hangman's gonna be fighting with Danielson at some point. Um, there was a nasty spot, and I thought they you know, they were paying well, say paying homage. We've seen WWE do this spot a million times, but top rope was down they took the top rope down so it was just the first the bottom and the middle rope you get a a big uh big encounter v trigger kenny knocking into moxley kenny's knee takes this crazy spill because aw has a weird cage where it's not really flush flush with the ring Mm -hmm. it's not ring level so his leg like hangs over and Mm -hmm. he's like hanging there moxley goes over i was like oh, shit, I hope this guy's not getting injured again. This could be ruining – like, obviously, they're putting, they're putting time into the storyline. Um, eventually, Moxley gets up, picks, his, picks him up, and just throws his lifeless body in there. They start going at it. Um, eventually, Moxley starts getting the better of Kenny, and the screwdriver's about to come out. Don Callis comes and crawls into the ring, gets the screwdriver – Kenny's going for the one-winged angel, and he screws him. And I'm sitting here watching live, getting ready to do the pot. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, Don did a nice little way I thought he was being a TV pro. He got out of the camera angle. When he went in, I was like, man, I didn't really see it coming. Um, so I guess he's going to be replacing William Regal kind of in that mouthpiece. It's, it was cool. I love a good swerve. Obviously, I know I'm the the bigger of the AEW pro, bigger fan of the AEW product than the two of us, but good show. I always love a good surprise, whether it be a pay per view or weekly TV. So I w- I was sports entertained tonight.
1: Okay, so I was going to ask you about that because I saw some still shots from Dynamite, and I did see Daniel, well Brian Danielson, like with this big smile on his face after Don Callis did do it. So. The fact that if he is going to so, so is he, is, is he confirmed to be with BCC or?
0: It's, it's not confirmed. So Danielson says or in commentary that he did not know. Okay. Moxley may must have been in the know. Maybe there's a little bit, I don't want to say dissension between the two, but maybe one knows something than the other. Remember Moxley just put a screwdriver in Cal's head a few mm. weeks ago. They focused on his scar there, but. In the promos leading up to this cage match over the past two weeks, Moxley promised, he said, your body will be broken and so will your heart. So the minute the results over and the pinfall goes, as Gallagher's on a commentary putting it over, he said, This makes sense now. Moxley has been saying it won't just be your body damaged and broken, it will be your heart. So I was like, oh like, well, you know, the you know, the little details going
1: a long way. Uh, pay homage to Paul Heyman. One of my favorite uh, Paul Heyman quotes was that, uh, we talked about this at Survivor Series 2 when he said, my client will leave world champion. And his client did, which was his new client, the Big Show. So I do like I, that a uh, little. I,
0: I, for a second, I thought you were saying that he actually did say at one point, because that does sound like a Paul Heyman line, that he would actually say that your heart will be broken. And I'm sure he actually has
1: said that. Yeah, he probably has, but I always, like a, I always like a good, a nice swerve in what you said, and it's actually true. But it's not what yeah. you thought. I do always will enjoy yeah. that. So I'm looking forward to it. I do hope it's an Anarchy in the Arena match because although it was a complete mess, I loved every second of it. And wild One, thing playing the wild thing playing the entire time was so, was amazing.
0: They were baby faces then. That's the only thing where like I wonder if they'll do that again. I would love for them too. I mean Mox still gets that baby face reaction when his entrance plays, but I just don't know if they would leave that going. Um I would love to see that again. That was such a cool detail.
1: Yeah. Well I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. We got we got double nothing in a couple of weeks. So of, uh uh is it next week we'll have to preview or is it the week I think it's next week we'll have to preview it. I'm almost positive. Or is it the week after? Uh, no. It's the week after. Weeks. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah well, we'll definitely be back. I'll be able to catch up on everything and give you guys the preview of it. So if you
0: have the time and if you can, you know, um I would I would say this week's episode is is worth watching the whole episode. It's it's a good episode of Wrestling T V.
1: Okay. I'll I'll look into it and I believe that announcement is about collision coming sometime next month in yeah in June. And uh I think it's your thoughts on this because I, I we didn't talk about it. I think we did a show, but do you have any thoughts about all in? And and to my understanding, all out is still the next week.
0: Yeah, it's the week apart. Um I mean, it's a bad comparison. I hate to disrespect AEW because I love AEW. It's, it's very reminiscent of, like, when WWE does a Saudi show, and then, like, two weeks later, they, they did this recently. I feel like there was a Brock storyline or someone where, like, there was something was going on with the title in Saudi. They couldn't do nothing about it. So, like, you know, they, they, they weren't advancing the storyline, but then they had something big happen a couple of weeks later. It's kind of the vibe I'm getting of it. I think it's cool that they're running two big shows. Because Keep in mind, WWE or AW doesn't do – they're going to do six pay-per-views this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to do their they're their four top ones. They're going to do Forbidden Door and They're going to do this all-in. Um, what do I think about all-in? I freaking love the fact they're doing it. Uh, I wish it was a different year. I wish it was next year. I mean, maybe next year if they do it. Like, you know, th- it is tatted on my leg. I wish I could say I was there for the second one. I mean I was real sick the first year I didn't couldn't go to all out. It's like you missed the first one. It's it's not essential you go to another. But um I mean we you know you and I, we were both at that first all in. I think it I think it would be cool to be at this. The fact they're selling a crap ton of seats already, awesome to them. I gotta get your opinion. What do you think about all the, the naysayers, X Y Z, XYZ?
1: Well, we'll get into this in a second, but these international shows and fans that don't get it because they go there maybe once a year and they don't, if they do go there once a year, he hasn't
0: been there
1: at all. Yeah. As far as wrestling, like they only go there once a year and it might be for a house show loop or Mm -hmm. a weekly television. They hardly get pay-per-views and those crowds are always hot. And we're going to get to that in a little while. So I I know the crowds going to be hot about it. Now when he announced all in, and then I found that All Out happens the next week. I was like, "Oof, <laughs> that's going to be rough." But yeah, I'm excited about about it. Like, I don't have any... real
0: quick. Why do you say it's rough? Because it's two pay per views back to back. Literally, or a week, a they, they're the literally rough,
1: rough. a week apart, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure how they're actually going to book it Because remember, All In was based off of in, at, based off of independent wrestlers like Cody and yeah. Cody and the Bucks. It, that it was their thing. They brought in all these people from the independents, so. AW, I'm assuming since it's in Wembley like are you gonna I'm assuming you're gonna bring in a bunch of inter, uh, International international talent to this
0: so I could see them using a lot of New Japan people
1: But, you, but then you just got forbidden door in June. That's the, that's that's the thing It's like you gotta yeah. kind of make it yeah, feel a little feel feel a little bit different so like you might you, get you a, a good point you make you might you probably get a lot of the um
0: Maybe that's MacIntyre's debut <laughs> There you go
1: sorry Galloway, Galloway there you go, but yeah, you get a lot of like a, a lot of international talent that's not from new Japan. that's the only thing I can actually because remember the tagline is like you're all in mm-hmm. you know so uh, maybe th- that's all I could think of is like who are you actually gonna get to make it feel like all in and then all out the next week, and we'll see what they actually book for that, but I think the best premise is to get a lot of that international talent at all in and then save your your big money matches for your actual show for all out the week after. after 'cause
0: one thing i'm i'm sorry keep going
1: oh um, go ahead
0: i was gonna say we got three months till it happens so i'm not gonna wait till beginning of august june and july will definitely have some fun with this but like the idea of and especially because like ah oh, man like the fantasy booking of what that show could be is like so fun or i love the idea and obviously i'm a mark for ftr like i love like they love the idea of what should be the main event for it? And a lot of people speculate. It should be the trio of the elite, Kenny and the Bucks versus FTR and CM Punk. And then the following week later in Chicago, Punk versus Kenny and the Bucks versus FTR.
1: Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad idea because it'll make sense from a storyline perspective. But we just have to kind of see, see and watch what it's going to be. Because like we were at the first all-in and I remember the build to it. And it was actually like... Hey, like we got this guy. Like all these guys were basically going sign. It's Like they're all in, so we kind of have to see what yeah. how they're gonna go about. They're gonna go about the same way as they did before.
0: It's, it's impossible because it was three wrestlers booking mm-hmm. it, and it's gonna to be Tony Khan booking it. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time is like this is gonna be a a huge. This is gonna be the biggest non WWE international show, and geez, I really don't know how long. But the the difference also is going to be – it's going to be just different. It's not going to be the Woodstock feel. It's just going to be a non-WWE huge thing where, like, you really – and I think obviously everyone that's going to be across the pond that goes, they're going to feel like they're, they're a part of something special. But, like, me, you, and Prep, when we were there in Chicago four years ago, we we knew we were at something special. We knew it was something different. We knew – and it's just – Obviously, now that AEW is a thing, it's, it's something – it just – it can't be replicated.
1: Oh, no. Not at all.
0: I'm happy they're using the tagline, and, you know, it's cool. And it's like if you, you, you do you do a show out there, especially because it's going to be the company's biggest show, it's going to be bigger than all their stateside shows thus far, already is, it's the right it's, – it, it's a good – it's the best time for them to use the tagline because they're not going to switch from All Out to go back to All In. So I, I think it's all been playing out very well this
1: Yeah. Now, what do you define AEW's, quote-unquote, WrestleMania-slash-staple pay-per-view? Do you view that as double or nothing, or do you view All Out as their WrestleMania? I,
0: I, me, personally, I have always looked at uh, double or nothing. I okay,
1: think. okay. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you. Because,
0: yeah, I don't think we got to break it down too much, but, I mean, at that point, I'll just say it's – it was their defining show it was their first show obviously WWF was doing shows before WrestleMania but WrestleMania is where it just was like oh okay they Vince got it from here
1: mm-hmm. and then like for them their debut quote unquote was actually on pay-per-view that's how they launched yeah. the brand so that yep. I I'm not going I'm not going to disagree with you on that one I'm, I'm I'm with you 100% on that one so you
0: could argue it was four pay-per-views then Dynamite started and when i say four pay-per-views they had the two free ones the free ones yeah Yeah, because I think the first Dynamite was weeks after All Out.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Because me and you and Richie were at the second Dynamite. And that was in – was it late late September or early October?
0: Um,
1: It was the second or third Dynamite.
0: Mid-October. It was the third. It was D.C., Baltimore maybe? D.C. was the first. I forget where the second one was, but it was the third for that Dynamite in Philly.
1: Yeah, I'm still waiting for him to do a pay per view out here. Oh
0: yeah, you sat with your brother. sat you with my brother. Yeah, my brain for a second. I'm like, wait, what the heck? Yeah,
1: I'll, yeah, you guys got, got the river for me. I learned a lesson. Take the train next time. But I'm still waiting for him to do a pay per view out here because I like, I can't Damn. see through TV. I would <laughs> I just
0: love. Can't. I would love. Like I want to almost start writing like TK letters. I would love him to run the Union Stadium, especially TK's got the the um. I'm not saying the right name for it, but he's got the, the soccer football um, oh, okay. size. Mm-hmm. Union is a Philadelphia's um, soccer team mm-hmm. and they, they have a dope stadium. You know, it's smaller than the link. So I, and I remember like I went, I went, it was December, 2019. I went to an army Navy soccer game at their stadium. And I'm looking around here. Meanwhile, I'm Googling because like, this is AW just started. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm like, man, this is, is it 50K, but it was like t- low 20s, maybe 30. I'm like, yo, put a wrestling ring in the middle of that soccer field. <laughs> this could be something cool. <laughs> all
1: right, so we had a show on, We had a show this past Saturday, live on the cock from San Juan, Puerto Rico. You like what I did right there. All right, hey, <laughs> all right guys. So if you haven't been with us before, we'll play for you our rating system. has a rating system in place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jobber. If the show falls somewhere in the middle, it gets a slower knocker, And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings, and will get a showstopper. All right. Thank you, Howard. So. I'll let you take this one first because I'm kind of split on what I want to rate this. So I'll let you take this one first. What are your thoughts on backlash?
0: Man, I, I thought you'd want to take it because all my w- answers are gonna be long-winded tonight. That's
1: I like that. Don't apologize for length. <clears throat>
0: um, I am. I'm giving this a showstopper.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, it's a showstopper. This this show exceeded expectations. Um, man, it was good. I did not watch SmackDown on Friday. I watched it live. It was one of those good moments where you have something decent, which I thought it may have been something longer. Social media spoiled it. And then literally right before Backlash, I I watched SmackDown. I fast forwarded and and called everything. Um, venue, venue was cool. Um, it looked like it was more people than it was, but the crowd was alive. That, and as we talked about earlier, the international crowds—they go off. You mentioned this last week. Puerto Rico is the territory of the United States. It's not that far away. They can come here without a green card. They they can visit. They don't need a passport. Like they they can just come here. They can be here. Uh, we can go there. Um, so it's not some crazy travel. This this crowd was insane. Now also, for my years of hiatus, we we briefly talked about this last week. I believe it. Was, Wait, no, it might have been with Richie. It might have been with Richie. I, I don't, I think it might, was Richie. Um, Edge's first cash in, the cash in of the, of the money. That, that, that was in
1: 06. 05 was in Rico? No, 05 was in Puerto Rico. before The first New Year's Revolution was in Puerto Rico. Okay. So Edge, Edge cash in was the year after.
0: Okay. So, oh, was there a cash in there or
1: no? No, Money in the Bank hadn't happened yet. Money in the, the first Money in the Bank took place at that WrestleMania that year in '05.
0: Wow, Richie's a mark and botched. Okay, um, can't wait to y'all challenge that when he listens. Um, <laughs> what was it called? Okay, so like I wasn't watching then, but like to my knowledge, I've been watching wrestling again now for twelve years. I don't know. Like, has Puerto Rico ever? It has. They haven't done a premium live event or pay per view from Puerto Rico since I've been watching.
1: Yeah, since since then. Since tw- Have they done a Monday Night Raw or a Smack- no? No, it's been if anything, it's been live events only. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah,
1: that's so, why. I, that's why I mentioned at the in the AW segment that they usually get weekly television or live events.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, all right, crowd, crowd was crazy. Um, ooh man, I'm really going to contradict one of my favorite rules about rating a show. Well, we had three title matches,
1: world, uh, nine world title, uh, both women's titles and a U.S. title. And the so US. three, yeah, three,
0: and none changed. Nope. This is pro- this is the first time I ever gave a showstopper for that. I don't think I ever gave a showstopper to a show where the title didn't change. Um. Yeah, man, but the the matches were great. All the matches delivered. We can break each down, each match down if you want to go through that. Um. Brock and Cody was a hell of an ender. It was a real fun match, and the crowd was still into it. A lot of people, you know, people I was watching with, they thought they'd be gassed after the Bad Bunny and Priest match. Um, man, people talk about, like, enjoying wrestling and, like, too much gaga, but, like, Bad Bunny, <laughs> the superstar performer, musician he is versus his former tag partner, Damian Priest, represented Judgment Day. And you get 12 people running in. I mean, it was done excellent. And, and I said when we reviewed WrestleMania, I thought Dominic and Ray, it, it was the greatest where, in my opinion, in my opinion, those two entrances are up there easily in the top 10 greatest WrestleMania entrances of all time. But I think where one person had a good entrance versus someone else with a good entrance, I think that's the best setup ever could be wrong there's an argument that may be able to be had but bad Bunny's entrance now me also like sean Bayo. i think was his second song i ever heard by him and i think i was like oh yeah i heard it. but like oh shit flares in this song and that song's six years old now and i mean only thing really you can compare it against now obviously you say jeff Jarrett with his old theme but like jericho comes out to his song like Bad Bunny came out the night before to Booker T- uh, to book his song Booker T. This is the first time he's came out to Sean Baya. That crowd snapped. Snap. I snapped in the base and watched. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit. They got this thing going off. He did he did the Raven with the grocery cart hardcore match. I mean, I was predicting, I was, this is gonna be 0-1. Shane McMahon versus Steve Black. That's what I was <laughs> Match might have been better than it. Um yeah, that match was that match was awesome. I've already rewatched the match. Um, so yeah, I definitely I, I give this show a showstopper. How bet you? Uh,
1: you know, since you love me so much, I was between a high slapping and a showstopper. I'll give it a showstopper as well. Uh, I'll start with the Bad Bunny stuff. The only Bad Bunny song I knew was Booker T. The first the first time I, I heard about Bad Bunny was when he when he performed at the Royal Rumble two years ago.
0: That was the first time I ever heard of him? Yeah,
1: I, yeah, because like one, like I, I fell... Man, you don't
0: out, hang out with me enough.
1: I fell out of music a long time ago. I, I can't keep up with it anymore. So that's the first time I ever actually heard about Bad Bunny.
0: And you've seen videos on my story of Teen singing his songs.
1: That's what she sings. Okay, now, okay, now I got to go back if I can. But, uh, yeah, so that was the first time I heard of Bad Bunny. Shoot, shoot me if you want. But right off the bat, the Bunny Chinoku driver, excellent. And... Uh, Damian Priest, you gotta gotta give him his flowers because bull can
0: go in the ring. <laughs>
1: you gotta give Damian Priest his flowers because he he was excellent this entire match. I'm and uh, they showed that, like, even telling the, the story of yeah, even telling the story of him being the veteran and, and Bad Bunny being the celebrity and and the the youth the youthful wrestler when ba- when Damian Priest is basically trying to bait him, man, it's like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and all sorts of stuff. Great. Like I said, everybody ran this match except for Sadie Jade. Raul was a week too early, but it, it was complete complete fun. The way when Carlito came out, they didn't even play the spit part to his music, and you would think the glass shattered.
0: Dude.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. This is, this, this, it was a lot of fun. So, this was the match of the night. Even Yo, with the, Of course, Salvio Vega. God, I love Salvio Vega. This was my match of the night. With the shenanigans, but if I had to take out the bells and whistles, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair and Io Sky was actually the best match of the night without the bells and whistles. But shout out to Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. They even did Damian Priest a solid on Raw Monday night by protecting him in that triple threat match and not taking the pinfall. So mm. big things are in store for Damian Priest. Definitely enjoyed that. Uh, I talked about it. Bianca and Io Sky, excellent match best match in my opinion for bell to bell without bells and whistles as I stated uh, the the story with EO working real um, Bianca's arm Bianca with the one arm military press almost killing EO Sky for heaven's sake was EO it?
0: over it how in the crowd
1: too yeah she was and that was good to see and commentary did a great job taking taking that into consideration right away as well so I'm, I, I really did oh. enjoy it and damage control you could tell they're playing the seats for that to be over they talked about Bailey possibly costing the title but I kind of I'm not sure how I felt because I would think that her holding the braid down isn't costing isn't costing EO the match unless they want to play it off as it's like she's trying to wake Bianca up or get or revive her in some capacity. Mm-hmm. But but I would think that would help her not hurt her. But we'll see what happens with that on SmackDown. Austin Theory just can't lose triple threat matches. He 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 just can't at this point.
0: Dude, that match was it's, fun. It's like the. I'm renaming that like the triple threat finish and then we saw it again on Raw. Like yeah. that is the triple threat finish.
1: Yeah, he just Theory just doesn't lose triple threat matches and he's excellent in triple threat matches. So definitely did enjoy the US title match. Uh, the bloodline and seeming KO and Riddle, you don't really in parts of movies, like there's like beginning, middle, and the end, and there's like the fluff in the middle. This is the fluff, but when the story is complete, you'll go back to this and be like, okay, this is actually important. Because right from the jump, they've been Corey Graves and Cole were talking about how they're now on the same page and things have been right. And you saw that in the match. Like Solo Sokoa is like tagging himself in. They're having miscues, not staying that the bloodline just usually didn't do. Even solo was about to smoke Spike J. So they're done with Sammy and Kevin. We'll have to see what happens on SmackDown. We didn't have any interaction with the bloodline because of the draft. We'll see what happens this past, this upcoming Friday on SmackDown. So I'm looking forward to that. And Cody and Brock, I think with Cody and Brock, I did enjoy the match. I thought it was fun. I thought Cody being the aggressor in that match was actually really good. Uh, Brock, that's the real face of fear. Because that staple <laughs> in his head on Raw, that was rough to see. But I did I did, I did enjoy the match. We're going to get more. And I'm glad Thinking that – And your
0: Brock's a company man. What the heck? Yeah, and,
1: and I'm glad that they had the triple threat matches – so Cody didn't really take a pin and like have to advance and like I'm I'm glad it was a single match because it was a singles match, so like you don't have to way, advance one on one matches.
0: Four people that lose.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I did I did enjoy that aspect of it, and we we're gonna get them have a they're gonna have a fight at 9 Champions, and that's in actually yeah that's Memorial Memorial Day weekend as well on Saturday. So we have a nice little weekend uh, preview show to talk about in a couple of weeks because that's um, Memorial Day weekend as well. But I did yeah. I really did enjoy back. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't forget. I I was looking forward to Zelina Vega and Rhea Ripley. That was one of the matches I was looking forward to the most. It was my one or two. Match was only around 7 minutes, but I got all the feels for Zelina Vega in that match because of her reaction. She's in front of her her heritage. So she's she she's she's, rep- she's represented in front of all her people. Not quite the hometown person, but she is Latina. Mm-hmm. But what, it,
0: what do you, what do you think? Is that an ultimate weight in the half? Oh yeah.
1: It, it's there. It, it, it's an elite at best. We'll call it that.
0: Ultimate. I'm here it, for cause it. Cause they
1: already have the molded for a flag because of the bulldog. So that, that's, they just got to change the flag a little bit, but that's an ultimate, I mean, well, an elite at best. They, they, the yeah. They, there's no, there's no, there's no excuse. That it shouldn't happen at all. But, I I was like match wasn't what I expected because I've I've always been clamoring for Zelina Vega to wrestle a lot more and get a little bit more just do but I really I I did think like her entrance uh, Samantha introducing her and her post match applause I thought that was worked everything and better than in better than the match in my opinion because like you could you it's just something about wrestling you talk about the moments if she doesn't do anything ever again she'll have that memory that she was able. to to wrestle in front of her people. So I really did I really did enjoy that. So that so that was backlash for us. So we had the world title tournament we talk well yeah the world title talk, tournament we'll talk about that for a second. So we had Rollins go over Balor. Rollins is in the finals for Ro- well first of all let me rewind. Tri- Triple H come here Why is SmackDown people competing in this? You do this draft, and then tr- Triple H, PR 101, PR 101. So he goes up there to his press conference, talks about there's going to be a tournament on Raw, a tournament on SmackDown. Why are SmackDown people competing for this when they were just drafted to SmackDown, and if they win, they go to Raw. That makes no sense.
0: It makes none. I, I'm not for it, and I don't think this makes any sense for it. Like, make to make it sense, it still it still doesn't. But rumor has it is, I guess, due to NBA playoffs and everything that wrestling across the board is trying to make a strong play or must see TV this week. So that's why Raw had. Not just the opening matches of the tournament they had the semis in the main smackdown's going to do the same thing they're going to have the opening and i assume the semi in the main but meanwhile aew put on a two-hour pay-per-view tonight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so i you know wrestling across the board and i guess i guess without the tournament matches SmackDown could be really skippable this week.
1: Because, like, you know the NBA playoffs are on. Like, I understand the Lakers and Warriors, they're doing record numbers, and if there's a game six, that'll be on Friday. But it's like...
0: you you got a modern day, like, you got a classic feud with the the Celtics and the Sixers, and then, meanwhile, you've got the freaking the West Coast, you know, banger between the, the Warriors and Lakers. It's just, they're really trying to compete against two thriving feuds.
1: Yeah, so it's like... It's like okay, I understand it, but you know the playoffs are coming, and it's like it's like you you, you had but like you had this stuff planned, and huh, they don't it,
0: be thinking in New York.
1: It's just like it's it's like Hunter McMahon. Like come on, yeah. come on, like, but but like Hunter. I'm I'm uh, all right. So basically, we have triple threat matches on SmackDown. Rollins advances; he's going to champions. Who do you think is going to win on the SmackDown? in?
0: Uh, my guess is we get the WrestleMania 38 rematch. We're gonna, and, and I don't know if you do. You know the exact two triple threats?
1: I could find those for you right now. I do know. My
0: guess is in the semifinals it's going to be AJ versus Edge. We're going to get that rematch. Rematch from 38, unless those two are in the same triple threat.
1: I think they're in the same triple threat. Uh, let's see if I'm
0: if I'm wrong. I seem it seems that makes the most sense. I mean, but like. We get that rematch, and then what? We set up Edge versus Rounds. You know, a lot of fantasy bookers are really booking Edge on this belt right now.
1: Yeah, because they kind of want him to see him regain what he never lost.
0: I, I get that. So, while you're looking that up, I need to know. So, obviously someone like, you know, in the early parts of Roman's reign, you know, we saw Cesaro and Danielson get squashed. There's someone else besides Edge. Oh, I know who it is. I don't think he really took the loss. So like. As the huge belt mark, like we're we're looking at like a nine ten year lineage with the network logo WWE title. We're looking at a six seven year seven year lineage of the universal title. Fantasy booking like a mother. I'll go with the shorter of the two. Edge comes back three years ago was really focusing on the universal title because the universal title kind of was living as the world title, and he was like, that's what I lost. I always thought, like, again, you know, it's always kind of funny when you can picture, like, these guys that held belts in different eras, and it's like, ooh, can you really picture them with that belt? Like, especially, like, a grizzled older Edge, or like, Edge with short hair. I'm like, man, like, that'd be pretty cool when you look through the lineage of the universal title, you see Edge, where, like, Universal title, almost like, you know, you had older Brock Lesnar holding it. You had gray hair, gray beard Brock Lesnar holding that. So, like, I was really clamoring to see Edge with that blue Universal title early on. Obviously, we didn't know we'd go through a thousand days of Roman Reigns being Universal champion. Aside from that, which might not happen due to injury and if the belts change, and I don't see him necessarily being the one ending Roman because just due to his age, Oh, we're not his age, but just really the, his career. I, he doesn't need the, the the huge push of, I'm the guy that ended his reign. I really always would have loved to see Orton hold the universal title. Never got to see him with red leather or blue leather. Do you ever, like, think of anything like that of, like, I don't know, kind of like these people that are synonymous with different, different titles or people that, like, you know, you get a new belt. You know, it's like Triple H always says, like, you know, don't let the belt make you. You should make the belt. But it's like a lot of these guys, especially Orton or Edge, that got that history and, you know, were winning titles in early 2000s. Like, they would have lifted that belt up, no?
1: Yeah, but the thing with Orton, Orton was always on SmackDown for the most part. So it was, sure, always, a, yeah. it was always a WWE title, so he never had crossed paths with the Universal title.
0: No, yeah, and I know that. I don't even think he's ever challenged, but it like, no, again. Mean. Like, fantasy booking is just always in my head. It's like, we have that what? He only held the network logo once or twice. I was thinking about this the other day. Orton, once. Yeah, once. And it was for just a few months, then he dropped it to gender, right?
1: Well, actually, he held it twice then, because he, he beat McIntyre in 2020. Oh. So it was twice. So,
0: okay. He beat McIntyre in 2020. How long did he hold it then? About a month. About a month. Okay, crazy. huh? I saw, somebody was selling the network logo for a steal with, uh, with Orton's side plates. And I'm like, when did Orton like, even hold it? And then in my head, all I can remember him was beating Bray
1: Wyatt.
0: Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. I was like, who the hell cares about his side plate? <laughs> Neither here nor there.
1: Well, I found that triple threat. It's AJ, Edge, and Ray in one. And then it's Theory, Lashley, and Sheamus. Theory, Lashley, and Shameless.
0: So I Theory, first, Lashley, Shameless. Yeah, so I uh, think that
1: AJ Styles wins his match, and I think Theory wins his match, and I think uh, AJ, and I think AJ beats Theory.
0: So you think Theory's gonna go over and Bobby lose two triple threats in under seven days? Bobby Lashley, doesn't have to get
1: pinned. He didn't get yeah, pinned on he Sunday. Didn't get pinned. On Saturday. But,
0: but so what? Ash, is the same exact thing gonna happen? Lashley's gonna spear. Seamus, and then nah, I, I I mean, if that happens, I'm I'm literally gonna go on eBay and start buying every in and shirt and go on a rampage. I,
1: uh, I think they just gonna pin Seamus. Because I think Lashley's gonna be facing Roman next. Because that's the next viable. That's the only viable option I think you have for Roman at this point. AJ. That that too, but well, I I think Lashley it might face happened. it. I think Lashley might face it at Night of Champions though. Because all the titles are going to be defended, so I think I think that should not a champions match, and then I think AJ goes on to beat Theory, and it'll be Raw and AJ at Night Champions for for the world title.
0: Lashley's taken some losses, but not clean losses. I I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm such a fan of him. I don't think they're putting him in that spot. I don't think they're putting him in that spot to just get squashed. I don't think he. I don't know because I. Yeah, I
1: don't know. But even like even bad. you fantasy booked it. Benjamin and Cedric are free agents, so they could show up anywhere. I, so you did book for this, sure. and for sure, for and sure. where Roman coming just, Roman coming back on a Friday, and the Bloodline did win at Backlash, but it was because of Solo. Maybe Roman could be buddy buddy with them, or just get them to be on his side for a little bit, and then you get. cedric and shelton to come and help bobby out for a second
0: i i guess just so i could guarantee me being right i love the idea of lashley winning his match lashley pinning aj and then lashley versus rollins at night of champions because my true predictions slash once for the first world title first world champion which we will be talking about more um I, I want it to be Seth or Lashley. So if we get Seth and Lashley in the finals, I'm guaranteed. Hey, I'll, I'm guaranteed to be happy. I'm guaranteed to get my prediction. I'm guaranteed to get my want. Either way, I'm a winner.
1: Yeah, but that's why things so are that's why things to happen. So I'm going with AJ to win on the SmackDown end, and I think he's challenging. He's going to face Rollins for the title at uh, United Night of Champions. Anything else from WWE?
0: No, I mean, you know, um we'll see because you know, we'll have our first post draft episode of Smackdown coming up tomorrow uh in two nights and then we will we'll be reviewing that next week and then we'll kind of actually see really where the brand split's going to go. not more for that next All right. week.
1: All right. So also, before I forget, I did start watching that Treasure Most Wanted Treasures again this week. I didn't finish it just like last week. But it's getting good. Somebody has the DX tank.
0: Yeah, So I listened to a podcast about this. So like the second I saw it, I'm like searching for it. I'm like, man, they're really just trying to fill like fill up time on this because they already know they can't afford it. <laughs> WWE doesn't want to pay. I don't even got to watch the episode. I don't know if you saw this part. Or I, I didn't finish I don't know, it. I don't know if it. But like, I guess it was when was the first time that thing was brought back? Like Raw One Thousand. Yeah. So, they tried buying it around then, but the guy wanted some, like, astronomical number, some insane, and, like, WWE just said, can't do it, and they're like, well, how much to rent it? So, like, the guy gets paid a lot every time they use it. They did it for Raw in 1,000, maybe they did it for the 25th or the 30th anniversary. They've done it for an anniversary of Raw, too, and they get money that way. This is definitely just something, it's filling spot on the show, and keeping nostalgia and you know there's only so much wwe will allow themselves to talk about so it's one of their things like, okay DX, one of our factions this is one of the things we can talk about
1: yeah and they're looking um fully he visited a friend of the show brian gerard james and uh he didn't really have much he just happened to have the uh his one half of the tag titles and you could tell it was actually the, the actual real belt because it was all beat up in
0: block logo I guess they blurted
1: I it out, so I can't okay. tell. But I'm assuming oh, it's a yeah, block yeah. logo. But you could tell, like a lot of the a lot of the the paints faded and stuff. But that's the only thing he he actually really. Yeah, had to
0: I do. I gotta find a way to watch these. Um, it was actually now that I think about it, it was uh which I used to listen to, but I cannot anymore because one he's seen out, and two he is another victim of having a shitty co-host. But I heard that stat about them not being able to buy the pie, uh, buy the cheap from Road Dogs podcast back in the early heyday of the okay. show.
1: Okay, and, and and by the way, it, it, Foley needs to stop offering these watch along parties with, <laughs> with with his dealings. Uh, <laughs> I'm
0: tired. Of uh, this. No, just because one day I want us to get one. I,
1: <laughs> I'll do it for you, but it's like that's like. His go-to, like a pay-per-view watch-along party in this money, I would do it for you. But this is like God. That's like the best thing he has to offer at this point. At this point, try to get it done.
0: It's it's a mix of that and it's like I'll I'll never forget from like when the episode he got the brown mankind shirt. Mm -hmm. He they had twenty five hundred dollars more. They could like in their allowed budget that was advertised on the show. He could have went up twenty five hundred dollars. But he's like, instead of going up 2500 he's like, hey, look, I'll come watch it, and Vince McMahon will pay for pizza and wings. And I'm like, all right, so Vince is going to spend 200 bucks on food max. You're going to go spend your time. Who knows, maybe he's going to spiff you a J. So there's 1300 blah, blah, blah. You just save them 1200 Boom, everyone wins. And I'm like, man, that's, that's smooth negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the sales. I really pop.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, you, got, you got to little he because he, he's still a charmer at his age. So you still, oh, you always gotta love it, but him, him offering those watch along bar he always pops me. And it's like God, that, it's like God, you really try to get up, get over with that. But I, I understand it because he did get over on the the GC the GWC guy. Did you see that one? The oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's part of that same episode with the okay, red shirt I guy. That's what
1: but I actually,
0: it was the GWC guy. He did. He asked. He asked. Like he. Did, he was like, "How much for me?" He's like, "I can't." Like it's rather than taking money. Can I invite my kids over and can you you just spend time with them? Mm -hmm. So, like, he got on his house phone, and I guess he has another house close by. He calls his wife and he's like, Bring the kids over.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) What a guy. All right. So, uh, I guess that's it for the weekly television. Right now, we're about to debut a brand new segment. It is called Mm -hmm. the Accolade X segment. All right, so floor is yours.
0: Well, welcome to the greatest segment in weekly wrestling podcast. This is where all the real marks. We are talking all things championship wrestling belts, lineage of belts, histories, opinions, thoughts, and to some facts. So <laughs> for a debut episode, we get, we got to start big. Um, this is. We almost call this the pilot. We're going to be dedicating this to the big gold. A few reasons. One, we want to start big. Big gold, arguably, to a lot of wrestling fans, the greatest wrestling championship belt design of all time. This has lineage over three different promotions between the NWA, WCW, and WWA. Countless Hall of Famers have held it. So we're going in big. And also another reason to pay homage to the big gold with this new World Heavyweight Championship being crowned in WWE, it seems like they are leaning towards, and a lot of podcasts are saying, this may be picking up from the lineage of 2013, when the World Heavyweight title was uh, unified with the WWE title and then retired in 2014. So, Aaron, um, over, over b- before we get to the meat and potatoes on this, big old, the design, strictly the design, what is your thoughts and where do you covet the big gold?
1: So, as, as a world title, like, is it – you, are you asking me where is it on my list of belts or list of world titles? Both. Belts, overall, if I had, a t- if I had to do 10, it would be in the, in the bottom half of the 10. Okay. But as far as world titles, because I got a couple in front of me right now, a couple of my figures. Um, for world titles, I would think – I would probably put it probably number three. I would okay. go big eagle, winged eagle, and then that. Okay.
0: I love because like immediately my brain goes to, all right, big eagle, winged eagle, and then he's got seven other belts he would rank before going to the big gold.
1: But world titles – if you're talking about like
0: belts, okay. no, 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 I know, I know, I know. Just because of those two stats, uh-huh. which I think I wholeheartedly, and I may still agree, but I know, and I think we're very similar. We are, we are definitely, you know, we're we're WWF children. So, the big goal doesn't mean as much to us as it it would mean to maybe someone southern or someone that grew up on WCW that appreciates that product a little more. Uh, the Big Eagle is the belt we grew up on. We respect the Winged Eagle for all its nostalgia, its beauty, and you know, just being historians of WWF and their product. Um, The Big Gold definitely. I don't. I know when we debuted this show. I don't know if it would have made my top ten. Uh, I know every year it inches up a little higher. I respect it a little more. But um, definitely good good thoughts on it overall there. So, getting, getting off of just your, your initial thoughts on it, as I was mentioning, it, it was held under three different promotions. I'm going to start with its debut. And it's funny because in hindsight, bad comparison. People are probably going to hate this. And this literally just kind of stumbled in my head right now. So, when Ric Flair kind of retires the NWA 10 pounds of gold and moves on to the big gold, in hindsight... And I don't know, this conversation has probably been had somewhere, but that kind of was the first, hey, this is my belt. Mm -hmm. This is like the flare belt Mm -hmm. before Austin had a smoky skull. This is the flare belt, maybe simultaneously while Hogan had six different custom belts for himself. This is the spinner before the spinner. And I mainly was trying to make this comparison to the spinner because I, and I know me, especially when I got back in product, and I, we, we talked about it a lot the first two years on this podcast, but the spinner was supposed to be a belt made for John Cena, but then it had a lineage over another nine years. So it's kind of one of those belts. And in this segment, one day we will talk about the spinner, but it's one of those it, it should have kind of maybe just been for John Cena. It's kind of funny if you think about it in hindsight, like this was Ric Flair's custom belt for him, which Ric Flair later takes to WWF with him because it's his property it's crazy to think that maybe 50-plus different people wouldn't have held it if that maybe it was just him and then NWA would have went back to immediately recognizing the NWA 10 pounds of gold. Funny just to say, I guess, kind of, you know, think of that, and that's just, you know, one thing in hindsight, but overall to you, if you got a couple names or if you got one, but when you think of the, end of, uh, the big gold and if you think about the promotion, the NWA, is there more than one wrestler you think of or is it solely one or is there, who do you think of as a national wrestling Alliance world champion that held the big gold?
1: It's for me a little bit before my time. So this is just going to be kind of a bland answer, but I'll just probably say flair.
0: Same. I have flair just written down on on my page. I mean, people could maybe bring up steamboat or dusty, but I really feel like at that point, you're just kind of trying to make an argument. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going, you know, I'm going to run, again, obviously I'm going through each promotion. I'm going to be like, who do you think is the synonymous people with the belt in that promotion? I just got Flair right on here. No, no, knock the Dusty, no, knock the Steamboat, or you know, there's plenty of other names that have held it under the MWA banner, but that was Ric Flair's belt in the promotion. He debuted it. So Ric Flair would be, you know, he's the, face of the big gold under the nwa banner but Ric flair eventually takes the the belt to wcw wcw continues to represent it they eventually have their own championship and also are using the big gold as a national championship where we have countless hall of famers hold it and so forth do so a few specific names come to your mind when you think of wcw with the big gold um
1: it's More for WCW is more Hogan for me, Mm -hmm. because Flair was well. He was out for the couple for those few for, for those few years. Um. So my both of my entire WCW viewing it was Hogan and Goldberg. Okay, those are the ones I hold synonymous with that title in in my age of WCW. It's Hogan and Goldberg.
0: So fantasy booking because WCW Nitro. Stage was not backed. We, we'll save that for another time. But um, there was, we were going to get Mattel's first WCW Big Gold. And I don't know. There's almost like rumors that that belt may not happen, but it would have been the first time Mattel's done the Big Gold without the WWE scratch logo on it. Um, let's just say you were able to get as many. Mattel just said, hey, Aaron, thanks for backing it. We you know, we're not getting the stage, we're not getting the figures, but hey, we're going to send you a couple of these belts. You would just prop that with Hogan and Goldberg. No one else would really. I mean, those would be, you'd be like, okay, well, I need to put them with those.
1: First, I would put it with the flare because I have that. Uh,
0: it doesn't have the scratch logo. Yeah, okay. Because
1: I have that that suit basic of them from that Legend yes. line Walmart had. And that one always pops to me. I don't have an NWA belt, so I can't put mm-hmm. that with them. But I would put the first one I would put it on would be that flare figure.
0: Okay. So. I bring up WCW and, uh, you know, in my notes, I, I have, I do have flair, but I specifically wrote flair in smaller font than I did next to NWA because yes, there, you know, when he says he's a 16 time world champion, you know, some people, if they want to be quick, they'll just say, yeah, he held the WWE title twice and he held the WCW 14 times. Well, majority of those 14 times were NWA title runs. He did win several uh wcw world titles but what i'm thinking about wcw similar to you i'm thinking about hulk hogan i'm mm-hmm. thinking about the fact that you know i could be a supermarket and just say the fact that that figure that belt in figure form was going to be debuted with a wcw debut hogan uh hogan in his debut match beats flair wins the big gold um I do have Goldberg in my third spot that I'm thinking. And, you know, I'm not even really going to give Flair the fourth. But I'm just going to give it to three people. I got to go uh, Hogan. I got to go Goldberg. I got to give it to Sting. It's really Sting's first world title. Mm-hmm. It's the one he held multiple times. I don't think his first uh, run with it was the NWA world title. I could be dead wrong on that. But we saw Surfer, Surfer Sting with the big gold. Um, and he won it in the paint. Um, You know, you think of Crow thing really with that big gold Think about him and Brett. Um, So, uh, Hogan's thing, Goldberg is who I'm going through in WCW. Any other thoughts as far as with the WCW promotion? No. This is where you are going to shine, my friend. (laughs) All right. And I'm really going to need you to uh, take this area, and I think this is where your opinion is valued a lot more than mine. Um, So, in Oh, mm-hmm. two. oh2 Eric Bischoff gifts triple H the big gold. And he becomes the first world heavyweight champion. The title then runs in WWE for about 11 years, 11 and a half years. A lot of people hold it. A couple questionable people, <laughs> depending who you ask, um, man, like at the end, just so you know, we're going to, between all three promotions, we're going to come up with a Mount Rushmore of the big gold. And like, I, again, because it was such a long lineage and especially it should be the, the promotion where it's the most fresh in our head. I, maybe you, maybe you have like a Mount Rushmore of four people in WWE that held it. And I, I feel like there's been a time we went on a tangent on the show. I know we've talked about it over beers. Um, I'm going to go first just cause you, again, I think your answer is going to be a lot more meaningful. Um, I have in my second spot, I have edge with the question mark because I guess, like, I got back into wrestling and he was the world champion. He retired as a world champion. Um, I picture him more with that belt than I picture him with the spinner belt, which I know he held. There's people you're going to bring up, and I'm going to annoy and cut you off to give my thoughts on it, but in WWE, I, that belt means Triple H is it's, it's it. It's, it's a number one I assume he's gonna be your number one. But like as much as like I think about my, my childhood and I think like Triple H should be synonymous with the big Eagle, I just really think the world title is the big gold, that's his belt. Um, and under WWE I really don't have anyone else that I really think of for that belt. How about
1: you? Well, we we did talk about this. It was maybe I'm trying I think it was when we found out that he was healthy again that everything was good with him. We t- and I talked about if I got we a did. belt we signed by about, Triple yeah. H, it would be that because I was asking, what belt do you hold synonymous with Triple H? And I think it would be that because that belt, he held more than the other belts. I'm almost positive about that. And, and he,
0: longer reigns, probably more meaningful Yeah, Yeah,
1: and, 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 and he had longer reigns. So as far as like the rush, the, the top for WWE is definitely Triple H. And the Rushmore that we talked about, it was Triple H, Batista, Edge, and I believe I said Randy. If it wasn't Randy, it was the Undertaker. But I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure and I said I remember, Randy.
0: I think you may. Have, I think you did lean to the Taker, but like to me, it's just it's one of those I wasn't there for it, and it's almost sacrilegious. Like I, I really respect because again, being such a belt market, I'm always kind of thinking like. I think Hogan always takes the cake, but like it's cool kind of with like the network logo having three different color straps that has three different belts. But like when I think of like who has held more world titles and more different designs of world titles. So like, you know, you could think like Triple H, big Eagle, spinner, big gold, undisputed, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, and you know, we had that conversation, but I'm always like Undertaker, you know, 90, 1990 wins the, the winged eagle has a few runs when holds the smoky skull holds the big eagle and like i don't watch forever and it's like oh wait he held the big gold undertaker he held the wcw belt but it wasn't the wcw belt that's why i always have a hard time thinking of that with him because he's such 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 a WWE guy
1: yeah and then like his reigns weren't because his first reign he got hurt so he had to drop the belt um, his second one he held for a little while, and then his last reign he held. Uh, he held it to maybe like what five six months. He got the title, so his reign all his reigns were not that long. Triple H he had it a bunch of times. Batista that was the main one I was associated with him with because he didn't win the WWE title until twenty ten, and then Edge he he had two WWE Championship reigns, and the rest were. Um, but
0: Quick question because I didn't realize this because like Batista with the WWE title, I only really know from pictures. He only held the WWE title once, and it looks like he like
1: I can't, uh, I, it was once was or reading, twice.
0: I was reading stats about like you know people in, like their defenses, and it looked like he like I guess didn't defend it much, or like I guess anytime he did defend it, he, he was dropping
1: it. He won the WWE title. He beat Cena at Chamber. I don't think he was... I don't remember if he was in the chamber match or he was after immediately after the chamber match. But he only held it that one time, I'm pretty sure. And every other title he had was the World Heavyweight title.
0: Okay. Or every... Oh, every, yeah, every other World title would have been the big only. Um. All right, so with WWE, outside... So, all right, obviously... That answers the question because you, you, you did you you know um you would name Orton Batista, uh, Triple H maybe Taker. I don't know if there was another name. It All was the T- it was that- Taker
1: or Orton and because Orton he, he beat Benoit, and, and then, then he wouldn't hold yeah he edged. actually didn't so, hold that to so those
0: five people overall which okay
1: because he didn't hold it again until he beat Christian in twenty was it twenty eleven? Yeah it was twenty eleven he wouldn't hold that again until twenty eleven.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna want you to go first on this. But if you have to give your Mount Rushmore for the big goal, who you think are the most synonymous four people with the belt over this whole lineage?
1: No particular order. Um, Flair, Hogan, Goldberg, Triple H.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, uh, this is why we're best friends. <laughs> because but i'm gonna go in a specific order okay number four is gonna be goldberg and i did have a hard time making the choice between him and sting just because Sting's probably held it more and maybe in two promotions but you think about goldberg i mean you know he's held the wcw united states title he did hold the goldberg well never mind goldberg as well held it in two promotions wcw and wwe um It just seems right. I mean, when you think of advertising of Goldberg and WCW, I almost picture that belt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three, I'm going Hogan. Um, There's a long debate, and we'll save it if we ever do a homage episode of Hogan, which I don't think we ever will. (laughs) Um, But you would almost argue, like we talked about with Triple H, like what belt do you hold synonymous with him? I don't think we would pick the big gold for Hogan. But there's probably an argument for it.
1: There, there's an argument because he, I was going to bring this up when you talked about the Nitro stage. Even though he did debut in Red and Yellow, I don't hold Red and Yellow synonymous with his WCW. No, for sure.
0: And I mean, mean, you.
1: Yeah, so it's like when I think of Red and Yellow Hogan, like sort of like figure collecting, like I don't need a Red and Yellow Hogan for WCW. That's just that's just me personally. Yeah,
0: but, but you're a minimalist.
1: Yeah, but there's an argument about the yeah. belt. But I'd say the Winged Eagle. That's just me. Christian.
0: Sure. I I I think the wing you go to, but sometimes I like to think about as uh, obscure ones, like the world title that he uh, he defended against Andre at Mania Three, just because he's the only person to hold it. Mm-hmm. But to, to continue, uh, number is Triple H. Triple H is the second most synonymous person with the big big gold, and number one's Flair. That's the proper order. You get you get Goldberg, Hogan, Triple H, Flair in that reverse order obviously
1: being number one yeah and then like like I said like triple h he, he's a big wig now so uh him doing like autograph signs will be like real scarce at this point so like let's say he did do one it's like okay I gotta like I'll have to go like rinse like real belt mode like okay what which exact version did he have of this belt and do does the shop have it
0: they do well how'
1: Because there's the version without. Because there's a version. Kilometers. There's a version without the logo that he held, and there's a version with the logo that he held. Because when they brought it back originally, it didn't have the logo.
0: When Bischoff.
1: When Bischoff brought it, brought it, back, it back, the it did. first little time it didn't have the logo right away. Really, I'm ninety nine percent positive. Let me. I'm curious now. I'm I pretty sure wrong. it didn't have the logo.
0: I think you're wrong. I right. think while it was the undisputed title and the invasion angle, I think it had the logo.
1: It didn't. I know for a fact but, it had the logo.
0: When Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. That's what I was agreeing at first. Okay. I think it didn't have it then. And then I think when the title's gone for a little while, I think they have a brand new belt being debuted with Bischoff. Um and obviously I don't think you, you think of a non-logo, his his short, undisputed title reign. I don't think you're you're saying, oh, okay, you you're not doing a, a no logo one for him.
1: Oh, no. Hold it No, it'll, it'll have to be the one he held. And it's it's crazy because these pictures from like oh two are terrible quality compared to what it is now.
0: I, I mean the second <laughs> it show's off, I mean I'm I'm putting that pulling that episode of raw up
1: because I am all I am pretty positive that there was no scratch logo on that belt when it came first came back
0: I I would think I mean I would love to be wrong cuz I hate always being right but I I'm pretty sure that
1: i I'm going to text you this I'm going to send you this picture this is from this is from when Evolution's first built that first promo you might if you, you can try to guess but I don't see a logo and this is from 03 not 0-2 when it came back. When well, the belt later. he
0: abused, Evolution is not a thing, though.
1: No. Ric Flair is starting to join Triple H. Because yeah. I, I believe... Uh,
0: is this right after Unforgiven?
1: At the SummerSlam. No, no. summer Triple Sk- H already
0: had the belt by Unforgiven. Yeah,
1: Triple H defended against RVD. It, it's funny because I kind of... Is that what, first event? Yes. No, no, the second. Because wow, Triple H oh, okay. Triple H beat Flair that night on Raw when he was awarded the title. I did this whole spiel on the Major Pod group because... They were talking about the belt, and I went this whole thing about explaining what actually happened. So I just sent you a picture. What was this? A couple days ago. I put it in the Facebook group. Somebody did re- react to it. But, yeah, I just sent you a picture. That's from February of 03, the first Evolution promo where he introduces Evolution. If you could zoom in, you probably you – you, I do not think there's a scratch logo because I'm 99% positive that logo didn't come until later. There's, there's something there at the top, but I don't think that's a scratch logo.
0: Man, man, and
1: I, and like the pictures that I have here,
0: I just can't believe they would have brought it back without or or, or I don't know. I mean, maybe it wasn't TV ready. I don't know. It's. I'm trying to remember the first time as a fan that I noticed that it was there. Like I feel like, oh man, it might not be there. I'm actually watching the video now.
1: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty positive because I know that stuff. Like, I paid close attention. I remember when they first put the WWE logo on there. I was like, "Oh, really? They put a logo on there." That was interesting.
0: Like I remember, I think it was, was it the Judgment Day, and I'm going a completely different belt. Was it the Judgment, Judgment Day Battle Royal? That the IC. That was the first time you saw the name it, played on
1: it. Yeah, because they got rid of the belt at No Mercy, and that was oh, the first man. time they brought it back. So they made a whole new belt with the plates.
0: Yeah, but like. This belt technically was gone for four months at this point.
1: With the big gold, yeah, I yeah, I don't. There's not a scratch on it. Yeah, I'm. It's I, it's like, I'm. A, I'm almost. It, it's so positive.
0: hard because there's not. Like, there's always. The there was
1: always some kind of symbol there.
0: It was the really just, It was just a swivel.
1: Yeah, there was always something was in there simple. at the top.
0: It, it, was just, it was just kind of all that artwork that they always Yeah, did. there was always
1: something at the top, but then WWE took that away and put their own logo on there. But when they first brought it back, there was no logo. Then they added it later down the road.
0: Well, while we're still in the midst of the <laughs> pilot episode of Accolade Act, just see if there's another time you can think of it. I mean, we're talking O two O three, whenever Triple H is being awarded this world title right here, but when else? So all I can think of is ninety-eight Mick Foley with the or Mankind with the Hardcore title. But like, when else has someone been awarded a title?
1: Well, Jarrett handed over to European the Henry the night after okay. SummerSlam ninety-nine. Um, he, um, all, uh, Austin, Austin handed over the icy title to I the Rock after wow, DXing so your oh, house. We're only,
0: we're only saying in the back in the nineties. In the two thousands, there was ever a title uh, just being handed over like this. I feel like there's
1: other something than that, I don't, other than that, I don't think so.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. And Shane, well, Midian found the European title in the trash.
0: And um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan found the television title in the trash in WCW. Oh, did
1: he? Like, I don't know. I not know about that one.
0: This is why we're here live <laughs> in the pilot episode while we sign off for Accolade Ek. All
1: right, guys. So that's it for the show. So as always, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher, and Ringstock Collectibles use pet code MMADNESS to save 10% off your order. For act 2 Fly. Eric Trent, Mickey, I'm Aloe Aaron Lloyd. We will see you guys soon.
0: Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they Talking all of they. Hop on the top rope by the land with this elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle.